Hey there, Justin again, the Fully Live Athlete Pastor channel, and this is the Online Daily Bible Reading Club, Day 16. Alright, so we are in Genesis 39 and 40, and also Matthew 11. Now, as you read these chapters, I just want to start today with the New Testament. It is so good. Uh, if you look at this chapter, you'll see the first 11 or 12 verses there, uh, or actually 14 verses, are about John the Baptist. And John the Baptist has been wrongfully imprisoned by a, a leader named Herod. And as, as he is in prison, uh, Jesus has just finished preaching to his 12 disciples, kind of having a retreat with them and preparing them for ministry. And now he's speaking to crowds. And so the disciples of John come and find Jesus and they ask him a very important question. They say, are you the one? Are you really the one? Or should we expect another? Well, we've seen throughout this Gospel of Matthew that lepers have been healed by Jesus. And blind people have been healed of their sight. And, and the lame who can't walk are made to walk. And the deaf hear. And the poor have the good news preached to them. And this is exactly what Jesus appeals to. He says, look, look what Isaiah said about me. Look at, look at what Isaiah prophesied. prophesied and I am that. No, you don't need to look for another one. I'm the one. Hello? This, there, there's no one like Jesus. And I saw today in, in the store a man with one leg, and, and I looked at my son, and I said, that's not going to be the way it is when Jesus returns. All the things that Jesus has done already in Matthew have pointed to the reality that the way it will be in eternity is not like this. This is not our home. We are far from God. He is near to His people by the Spirit. But we are not face-to-face -face with Him, which was what we're made for. We're made for face-to-face, -face, unbroken fellowship, a holy God dwelling with a holy people in a holy place. And that's why Jesus says, after telling them all these things, He who has ears, let him hear. Some of us don't have ears to hear it. And this breaks my heart. But I'll keep telling you. I will keep telling you until you hear it because you never know when your ears are going to begin working because that's something God does. He, he makes your ears to work. He made mine work. He can make yours to work. If your ears are hearing this, you have two choices. You can repent of your sin or you can endure the wrath of God. That's what Jesus says. If you look at the second half of this Matthew 11, he says he denounced the cities where all those mighty works have been done. See, they saw the legs working that didn't work. They saw the eyes working that never worked. They saw the lepers cleansed of their disease that no one could fix. And they saw it, but they still didn't, didn't believe. And I ask you, you, you have no, no, no excuse not to believe, do you? You know better. You know Jesus. That's what he's saying. Every single person in this world knows Jesus. There never, there's never been a day when we're going to get to face-to-face uh, -face before God and stand before His judgment and we could be like, well, I would have believed if you would have given me more information. No, there's plenty of information. It's all out there. We know it. In fact, it's within us. We know within us that we're rebelling against God and we don't feel near to Him. But what Jesus is in the Gospel is an is a offer to come back and dwell with God and that day is coming where we will be held accountable to whether we received that message or whether we did not. Now, <clears throat> you see Jesus is very straightforward. He's very uh, cut and dry. 
And then he tells you, look at the blessings you can have. You can have rest, a rest from the weirdness, a rest from the pris- imprisonments that are unjust, a rest from being accused of things you did not do, a rest of all the, of all the diseases, of all the things, all you who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. It's heartwarming. He says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. This is exactly who God is. Jesus is the one who demonstrates the holiness and the justice of God. He will not allow sin to dwell in his presence, but he will also forgive sins and remove them from us that we will know his rest. This is who God is. He has steadfast love for his people, but he has unending wrath and condemnation for those who will see that and decide to go the other way. It says in that, there, he does a little parable in there. Hey, you, we sang a dirge and you didn't, you didn't do this. And we sang it, uh, you know, we did these things and, and you, didn't, you, didn't do the, what, you, didn't, you didn't do what we wanted you to do. It says there, we played the flute for you, did not dance. And we sang a dirge, you did not mourn. Uh, the world wants, us, wants God to do whatever it wants him to do. Uh, and then it wants Jesus to be who he wants him to be. And John the Baptist to be who, who, who the world wants him to be. Well, God will not cater to our desires. And in fact, the world can try to upset God's people as much as they want. They can throw them in prison. They can kill them. But they cannot separate the body and the soul, ultimately. They cannot destroy them because God has us in His steadfast love. And that's what His hesed is. That's what it says about Joseph in this long chapter 39 where he is uh, really broken. Uh, he, he, he has all this... Um, favor from God, and God is with him. We see that numerous times out there, and steadfast love is upon him. Anything he does, it just turns to gold. It, it's blessed. Well, the, the Potiphar's wife takes a fancy to him. Potiphar is the uh, official of the king of Egypt, who uh, now is uh, tasked, with, or who is being served by Joseph. And Potiphar wants him to, uh, to have sex with her. Or Potiphar's wife wants, him, wants Joseph to have sex with her. And he denies her that. He knows that would be a, a you know, sin against God and um, against his master. So she takes his, his garment and uses it to frame him uh, and say that he had tried to rape her. Uh, and this is, this, is, this is an ugly accusation. And Potiphar's left with no choice but to have Joseph imprisoned. So he's thrown away into prison and and you see the, the next section, the next chapter, sets up how Joseph is going to get out of prison. Uh, he interprets two men who have been imprisoned by the Pharaoh there uh, in their dreams accurately with God's help. And this is gonna, we're going to see that that's going to play into ultimately how God is going to get Joseph out of prison and ultimately bring about the redemption of those enemies in his own family, those, those friends in his own family who sold him out for silver. And we're jealous of him. And we're all those people. We're all those people who, who sell Jesus out. But God keeps coming back with us with more grace than we desire. And we keep hearing the message over and over again. And if you've heard it, if you have ears to hear, hear it. Rejoice in it. Go in and find rest. Go to Christ. This is the good news. Well, I hope this is helpful to you. As you're reading through the Bible, you don't have to wait to, to Matthew to hear Jesus. You can hear about Jesus in, in Genesis 39. You can hear about him anywhere. He's in every page. The law, the prophets, the the Psalms, they all speak of Christ. And that's what we're doing. We're seeing that God is bringing about the restoration of his people, uh, the love on his people, the forgiveness of his people, the salvation of his people, 
through Christ ultimately, but the story leads to Christ and has Christ on every page. It's beautiful. It's a wonderful connected story, and I hope you're seeing that as we walk through uh, the uh, first book of the Bible together. All right, tomorrow will be day 17. Y'all take it easy. Hey, get up and go to church tomorrow uh, and enjoy Sunday, the Lord's Day, and look forward to being with you tomorrow and encouraging you to keep on the journey of walking through the Bible in a year. God bless.